I am privileged to be with you on this wonderful day again and it is time for Bible study. Last week I spoke on the attitude of obedience, part of our series on attitude of the art and I read from the book of 1st John chapter 2 from verse 3 to 4. We discussed how obedience is very important in our work with God. We discussed how Abraham submitted himself to obeying God and each of the men and women that were mentioned in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, how they had their faith described by their act of obedience and loyalty towards God. We also discussed that when Abraham proceeded into offering his son as a sacrifice unto God, his righteousness was established. Righteousness was imputed on him because of his obedience. As God's children, obedience is the foundation of salvation. In fact, we are going to continue the teaching today on the same attitude of obedience and I have some facts that I would like to share with you. One of the first facts is salvation is an act of obedience. How is salvation an act of obedience? Salvation is an act of obedience because you were asked to come to the Lord Jesus you were offered the, the gift of grace. You were commanded to accept the everlasting life that the, the death and resurrection of Jesus has brought to us. We confessing Christ as our personal Lord and Savior is an act of obedience. Now let's go to the book of Hebrew chapter 5. Hebrew chapter 5 verse 9. We continue our study from the place. Open your Bible with me. As usual, we are in a Bible study class. Hebrew chapter 5 verse 9. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Now, the question here is, for whom is Jesus the author of eternal salvation? Jesus became the author of eternal salvation to those that believe him to those that obey him. Yes. Jesus is our author of salvation only when we are obedient to him. The book of Romans chapter 6 verse 17 and 18. But God be thanked that ye were the servant of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered to you, being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. So, salvation is made perfect by our obedience. How did we become free from sin? By obedience to the message of salvation. That is why obedience is the foundation of salvation. Without obedience, we cannot be saved. 
Act of Apostles chapter 5, verse 32. And we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God had given to them that obey him. The Holy Spirit is given to those who obey God. So salvation is an act of obedience. Obedience to the instruction, to the command that says we must be saved. Nicodemus came to Jesus to ask him certain questions. And Jesus told him, A man cannot be saved except he's born again. Confessing Christ as a, as a personal Lord and Savior is an act of obedience. We are also saved by obedience. Every man or woman who has ever been genuinely saved from their sin has been so by obeying the gospel. In order to understand why the scriptures refer to salvation in this way, we must understand two very important aspects of salvation. One, repentance and the lordship of Jesus Christ. We are commanded to repent of all our sins. Repentance is what leads to salvation. After we have repented, then we attest to the lordship of Jesus Christ over our life. So you first of all need to obey the, the instruction to confess your sin and repent from them. So we are saved by obedience. Salvation begins with obedience. In fact, salvation is an act of obedience. We are saved by obedience. Repentance is required for salvation according to the book of Acts chapter 20 verse 21 and the book of Mark chapter 1 verse 15. Jesus said that without repentance, we will all perish. In the book of Luke chapter 13 verse 3. According to these verses, repentance is a command. It is also a matter of obedience. So, repentance is required in order for salvation to be complete. If we did not repent of our sin, then we are not saved. The Bible says that we were once the servant of sin, but we have become servants of righteousness. Salvation then involves a change in who we serve and obey. Matthew chapter 6 verse 24. This is all repentance is all about. Repentance is a change of heart. It is possible for us to confess our sins to God and we, not, we do not repent of them. We just confess and then we we'll go back to the sin and then we we'll come back again, confess the sin and then we we'll go back again, go back to the sin again, then come back to God and confess the sin again. That is not salvation. Salvation means that we have confessed our sins and then we have repented from them. We now acknowledge the sacrifice that Jesus has made over our life and we are depending on that sacrifice called grace to help us to overcome the temptations that may come our way while we grow in the Holy Spirit. For the sake of the redemptive plan, God put all things under the feet of Jesus Christ. According to the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 36 and in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 22 to and then 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 27 and then Hebrew chapter 2 verse 8 and he has ordained that all who will be saved will be so by submitting themselves to his authority. Anyone who will experience salvation must submit themselves to the authority of Jesus Christ. Repentance and submission to the authority of Jesus is a matter of obedience. Obedience 
is the very essence of saving faith. It is not enough to, to believe the facts of the gospel. It is not enough to believe that Jesus Christ has died for your sin. It is not, it is not enough to confess Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Every salvation that does not have repentance in it is a game, it's a waste of time. True salvation comes with repentance. It means I confess Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior and I repent from all my sins. I receive forgiveness from those sins and I never go back to those sins. That is what salvation is all about. So it's about obedience. You cannot claim to be saved and confess your sin. Then you go back to the sin as if nothing has changed. That is not salvation. That is hypocrisy. You come out, you speak in tongues, you, you dress like a believer, but inwardly, your old self has not changed. That is hypocrisy. That is not salvation. So repentance is a very important part of our salvation process. And that is where obedience comes in. There is no repentance without obedience. At the moment of salvation, the believer does not understand all that repentance and obedience to Christ entails. All he knows is that Christ is the only way to be saved and that he is the one whom God has exalted as Lord over all. So as the Christian grows, he learns more and more about what it means to serve God and to obey his son. As I said in the previous teaching about the attitude of, of obedience, salvation at the beginning when we confess Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, is not complete until our obedience is absolute. And fact is that we cannot have that at the time of confession. It requires studying the scriptures and it requires obeying them. Doing what the scriptures ask us to do, obedience is required. And that is what makes our salvation a complete one. At the moment of confessing Christ as our personal and Savior, salvation is not complete until we begin to study the scriptures and we begin to obey the instruction that the scripture is giving to us. Salvation is not a way to avoid hell. Salvation is not a way to avoid the, the great white throne judgment. Salvation is not a way to avoid God's punishment. But salvation is a way to trust Christ as your personal Lord and Savior with willingness to obey him with your entire life. Before I gave my life to Christ, preachers then, evangelists then, they used to use hell to threaten us that if you don't give your life to Christ, you are going to hell. Yes, hell is real, but that is not the, the purpose of salvation. Threatening people with hell is not the purpose of salvation. People have to be aware that what salvation means is God wants us to have a relationship with him. Salvation is all about God sacrificing his only begotten son as a means of bridging the gap of fellowship between him and man. That's what salvation is all about. God wants us to be saved to develop a relationship with him. God wants us to be saved to obey him. Several times before the dispensation of grace, God has tried everything to rebuild and to bridge the gap between him and man 
there was a dispensation of innocence there was a dispensation of law there was a time of the prophets there was a time that god uses judges to instruct his people there was a time that god used kings to instruct his people god has always searched for opportunity to bridge the gap between him and man the essence of salvation is to bridge the gap between man and god so jesus is the bridge that we can pass through to develop a deeper relationship with god salvation is not about threatening people with hellfire that oh if you don't give your life to christ you are going to burn in hell oh hell awaits anyone that does not give their life to christ so salvation though hell is real i'm not disputing that but salvation is beyond that salvation is obedience god is looking for a relationship no matter how spoiled you are god wants to recycle us and use us for his glory that's what salvation is all about that is why the holy spirit can go to the street pick a prostitute and the prostitute will give a life to christ and that prostitute will turn around and god begin to use her for his glory it is all about relationship it's not about hell or heaven we need to understand first that it is not about hell or heaven though whoever is saved whoever accepts jesus christ as his personal lord and savior have a reward of going to paradise but we we must not jump the gun it is first about having a relationship with god it is when you develop that relationship that attitude of fellowship with god that is when you now receive grace to obey it is not easy to obey god the flesh is there the peer pressure is there so many things are there pressurizing us to to disobey god but when we develop daily fellowship daily relationship with him we now receive grace to live in obedience in accordance with his word a genuine christian understands that the christian life is a life of obedience from the moment that we hear the message of the gospel and we we listen to the commands of god to repent from our sin we understand that it requires obedience in fact the very essence of repentance is turning from disobedience to obedience that's all repentance is all about and that is what salvation is all about if any man is in christ is a new creature all things has passed away behold everything has become new from disobedience to obedience from laziness to being active in the kingdom from complaining to demonstrating faith that is what god that is what salvation is all about god's plan for redemption including calling out a people from sin and disobedience to submission and to obedience these are those whom god will create to perform good works the continued day by day work that jesus said that when he is no more we will do greater works than him may god give us the grace to be obedient as i round up this teaching on on obedience today i pray that god will grant us a heart to obey every instruction that is given to us in the scripture obedience is also an act of love an act of loyalty to god when you obey somebody it means you respect the person you listen to the person and you love the person when we love god we must obey him john 14 verse 5 what should motivate us as believers is love jesus said if you love me you obey my commands 
Jesus said, if you love me, you obey my commands. So obedience to God is an act of love. It's an act of, is is we demonstrating that we love him just the way he has, he has loved us. When we disobey God, what we are saying is we don't, we don't love God. Christian obedience is a loving submission to the one who loved us and died for us. It is a legitimate attitude of the heart. That is why obedience is one of the attitude of the heart. It comes from the heart. As a daughter obeys a father, as a son obeys a fa- his father, that is what we are required to do, to obey God. I pray that God will grant us the grace in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Many of the promises and blessings that accompany salvation are conditional. I said it in church sometimes back. Every of God's blessings, promises are conditional. And obedience is the condition. Obedience is the condition. May God give us the grace to be obedient. In the mighty name of Jesus. As you go into this week, I pray that heaven will walk us to the realm of obedience in the name of Jesus Christ. And these are the, I have six questions that I want to ask, which I will want you to put your answer under the comment section Put your answer under the comment section. We will answer it at the comment section. Write your answer there. Why do you think that James says that faith without work is dead? Why do you think that James says that faith without work is dead? Number two question. Why is it accurate to say that salvation is an act of obedience? Why is it accurate? To say that salvation is an act of obedience. Or wh- why would you say that salvation is an act of obedience? Number three, how do the doctrine of repentance and the lordship of Jesus Christ demand obedience? How do the doctrines of repentance and the lordship of Jesus Christ demand obedience? This is a question for all of us. You can answer at the comment section. Continued obedience is a mark of genuine salvation. But that doesn't mean that a genuine Christian is not sometimes disobedient. How might we differentiate between a lack of salvation and simply being a backsliding Christian? Number five question. Sometimes we think of obedience as something that are forced to do. How is Christian obedience different? And lastly, why will a disobedient Christian be unhappy? Why? Will a disobedient Christian be unhappy? Please write down your answer at the comment section. God bless you.